Bicheskel, chapter 30. Chapter 30 is a continuation of the prophecy concerning Egypt. And this will continue for chapter 31 and also chapter 32. So there's quite an extended prophecy about Mitzrayim. And as I mentioned earlier, not surprising, Mitzrayim figures very prominently in the history and figures prominently in the book of Bicheskel, Yimriyal as well. So this is not at all surprising. In chapter 30, in chapter 30, uh, Yechezkel mentions specific places within Egypt that will be destroyed. For example, later on in chapter 30, verse 13, Noph, in verse number 14, Patros, so on. Another place is mentioned also in chapter, in verse number 14, Sin, in verse 15, Hamon, No, is another place that's mentioned. In verse 15, and uh, so it's very specific. It's interesting, in verse 17, Bachure Oven, Upi Beset Bacherev Yipolu, that the young men of Oven, Heritrin Oven, we remember in the Torah that when Joseph is uh, in Egypt and he interprets the dreams of Paro, that Paro gives Joseph a wife, Osnat, Bat Potifera Kohen On. So it's interesting, their Kohen own, and perhaps related here to Oven, one of the places within Mitzrayim. So the prophet, and this we find this elsewhere as well, the prophet is very specific about places within Mitzrayim. The prophecy is about Mitzrayim. Now interesting here, at the end of chapter 30, verse number 2021, Ben Adam, so Yechezkel is addressed, Ben Adam, at Zeroah Paro Melch Mitzrayim Shavarti, Fine Rochu Basha, Latait, Vifaot Rasum, Chitur Chavsha, Chazka, Vitfos Bacherev. Human being, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. It has not been bound up to be healed, nor firmly bandaged to make it strong. So the, the arm, the Zeroah of Paro is broken. And again in verse number 22, So in verse 22, assuredly says God, I am going to deal with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. I will break his arms, the sound one and the injured, and make the sword drop from his hand. So it talks about the Zroah. And then, in verse number 24, I will strengthen the arm of the kings of Bavel, king of Babylon. I will place my sword in his hand. And I will break the arms of Pharaoh. And in verse 25, but I will strengthen the arms of the kings of Babel. So it's interesting that here we have the verb to strengthen with Chazek, and specifically we have the arm, Zroah. One is reminded of what the Torah says about the Exodus, that I will take Israel out of Egypt, with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm. 
And here, Yechezkel employs similar language to describe the breaking of the Egyptians. And on, contrary to that, when it comes to Bavel, I will place my sword in the hand of the king of Bavel. Interesting in addition is that in verse number 19, it says, V'yositi shvatim b'mitzrayim v'yadu ki ani Hashem. I will execute judgment on Egypt. V'yadu ki ani Hashem. And that expression, V'yositi shvatim, is also found in the Exodus story. God says to Moshe, U'v'chol elohei mitzrayim eseh shvatim ani Hashem. I will wreak judgment upon the gods of Egypt. So it would appear that the language of the Exodus the punishment of Mitzrayim, the plagues, God's behavior there is being acted out here as well in the prophecy of Yechezkel. What is in particular interesting is that here it says, I will place my sword in the hands of the king of Babel. It's interesting to note that when it comes to the plagues, of course Moshe and Aaron are God's messengers, and they in a sense, bring the plagues upon Mitzrayim. The tenth plague, I will pass through Egypt on the night for Yovarti Biaritz Mitzrayim At the Seder, that core ritual that we have, Moshe is very much not emphasized at the Seder. In fact, at the Seder, in the Midrash, Yovarti Biaritz Mitzrayim will pass through Egypt on that night. And the Haggadah says, comments, Anivolo Malach, Anivolo Saraf. I, says God, will pass through. I will do it. Not a messenger, not an angel. Anivolo Shaliach, not a messenger. Anihuvolo Acher, I alone. Over here, it's interesting to note that when it comes to Babel, in the confrontation with Mitzrayim, I place my sword in the hands of Babel. I strengthen make firm the arms of the king of Baba. And this actually raises, raises another interesting question about the prophecies here in Yechesko. The long, two long prophecies against the nations, of course, the last one being Mitzrayim, not surprising. Tsar is the other one. But what is equally, if not more surprising, is the absence of a prophecy against Babel. We remember that at the end of the book of Yirmiyahu, the very last prophecy, and Olathe wanted that, is a prophecy against Babel. Because at the end of the day, the ones who destroyed the temple, the ones who exiled Judah, is in fact Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar as he called in the book of Yechezkel, and Babel. One would expect to find similar uh, text to what one sees in Yirmiyahu, a prophecy about Babel, which in Yirmiyot was the last prophecy. That's how the book ends. The book ends with a prophecy against Babel. And here it is conspicuously absent. Now, back in chapter 21, the difficult verses at the end of chapter 21, there may be an allusion to Babel. It's not at all clear. At the end of chapter 1, which is chapter 21, beginning in verse number 33 through 37, it begins... So it starts in verse number 33, in a verse that we've discussed. It's a prophecy against Ammon. 
And then later on, as you read through the verses, begins in 33, and then you come to verse 35. After it discusses what will happen to Ammon, Hashev el Tara, speaking to the sword, return to your sheath. So return to your sheath could be seen as the conclusion of the prophecy about Ammon, and then the continuation, and the language is difficult, in the place where you were created, in the land of your origin, I will judge you. Now that could be a reference to Babel. Some of the commentaries presume that it's a reference to Babel. I'll pour my indignation upon you. I will blow upon you with fire of my wrath. I will deliver you into the hands of barbarians, craftsmen of destruction. You'll be fuel for the fire. Fuel for the fire. Your blood will sink into the earth. You shall not be remembered. I, the Lord, have spoken. Now that could be a prophecy about Babel. The word bubble doesn't appear there, and it's very unclear. So really the larger question is, why in fact does not Yechezkel explicitly condemn Babel? There is one view among some of the scholars that perhaps since Yechezkel was in Babel, uh, he was concerned to openly criticize the government. So at most, we have a vague reference to Babel at the end of chapter 21, but Bavel is conspicuously missing, conspicuously absent for that reason. That particular approach, personally, doesn't very much appeal to me. But I will say that, coming back to our chapter, in chapter 30, one has a different sense over here. And that is the way Yechezkel sees it. What Bavel is doing is carrying out God's will. Now, one could still make the claim, carry out God's will is fine. Assyria in one place is called Shevet Api, the rod of my anger, but the Assyrians are, of course, punished and condemned, and they're condemned in the book of Yechezkel as well, in the very next chapter, actually. But perhaps the Yechezkel has a different approach. Those who do God's will are not to be called out in any negative sense. I place my sword in the hand of the king of Babel. King of Babel does my work. In this instance, it's the pillaging and defeat of Mitzrayim. Those who do God's work are not to be censured. Be that as it may, it is quite surprising that Babel is not mentioned explicitly.